0: Hello, and welcome to the BX Basketball Podcast. I'm Nick Englander here with... Christian Okay. And it's a miracle we finally got this thing to work, considering <laughs> two days ago it didn't. So, this NBA season has begun a lot of weird results, for sure. Um, in the Battle for LA, which is the game really everyone wanted to see, the must-see game of the season... Even without Paul George, the Clippers convincingly beat the Lakers by 10 points. Definitely a complete warning sign if you're a Lakers fan that you couldn't win that game because, you, like I said, they didn't have their second best player. And yes, the Lakers didn't have Kuzma, but, like, come on. But, Paul George, Kuzma. They,
1: yeah, Nate, but even if Kuzma scored 20 points, let's say Paul George was healthy. He would have gave him 20, so they would have still won by 10. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's clear the clippers plus 250 uh, the title is still a pretty safe bet right now i mean they look like the best team in the league without a doubt like I, I mean that bench is amazing too jesus yeah i mean they they're just stacked they're just stacked across the board um other results like i said my Celtics lose to the 76ers 107 to 93 um really you know the Celtics were really in this game through three quarters, despite missing. I mean, it really, like I said, the start of the game, they lost by 14. They missed 14 free throws. That, that that's all that really needs to be said. You know, I'm not saying we're better than the Sixers. I don't think we are, but if that game holds up throughout a season, then we're really not that far behind them, and that's a good sign. But the problem is. I don't know if it will. We'll see. I, I the, Like Tatum and Kemba. Kemba was – I mean, Tatum was bad, but Kemba was atrocious last night. He was like four for 18, I think. Ooh. Yeah, he was awful. And and, and really, it, the defense was very good. The rookie for the Sixers, Matisse Thybul, guard him well. Josh Richardson, guarded him well. But Kemba missed at least five shots that he makes in his sleeve. He, there was one on the baseline I always remember – he was, like, wide open. Like, no one within five feet of him, and it rimmed out. And, and that one really killed me. Um, and if there's any positives to take from last night, Ennis Kanter held up way better than I thought he would against Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid had, like, ten points. He really didn't do anything. Anis Kanter really battled him down there. Even better than Al to an extent. Um, granted, it's the first game of the season. Uh, and, obviously, the biggest positive of the night was Gordon Hayward, for sure. Gordon Hayward had 25 points. He he was a he was aggressive. He was you know he was really he was really taking it to t- Tobias Harris, who really couldn't stay in front of him. Which and it's a very good sign for the Celtics. Whether or not you trade him or keep him after the Jalen Brown extension, um, it, it definitely not only increases trade value. You just it's good to have him playing well. And if he plays like he did in Utah, he honestly might be our best player. So, so yeah, I mean. It's it's tough to say. I'm worried about Toronto on Friday because they present a lot of the same challenges Philly does. They're just not as they don't just have this, they just don't have the star power Philly does, but they have more depth, I would say. Um, and that's something about Philly. Philly put like seven players last night. They don't have a bench, you know. The Celtics pretty much have to take advantage of the fact that Horford and Embiid are going to be playing big minutes this season. So there's that. So. Uh, and of course, the Knicks uh, Knicks fall to the Spurs. I didn't I didn't get to watch any of it. I heard that R. J. Barrett played really well. That's all I really and that the, the Knicks yeah, yeah. and that he the Knicks. Like dog, man. <laughs> I, I am I'm, I'm telling you, Marcus Morris is going to be the high scorer on the team this season. So, um, you know,
1: yeah, it was a good game, but you know they came out like horrifically ice cold and then they settled down. They started playing well, and they actually had a lead in the fourth quarter against the Spurs. My only problem with the Knicks is, though, that they, that point guard situation is still very concerning to me, because Alfred Payton played amazing last night, but do you really want to rely on Alfred Payton? No. Frank Milikina looked Frank Milikina looked very like nervous, so they had to sit him down immediately. Dennis Smith didn't play well either, but I'll give Fizz credit on one thing. He really does play the person who's who's playing well, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't just go with the same people, which I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spin that and hope that he starts playing the young guys more, but Kevin Knox looked really good, RJ looked really good, um, Mitch Robinson was hurt, but I don't think the Knicks are gonna get destroyed every game now, and I was telling my sister, hey, we're not gonna lose by 20 in every game, we're only gonna lose by 15, so that's <laughs> a positive sign, <side. laughs> And uh, get your popcorn ready for Friday because we're playing the Nets. That's going to be
0: fun. <laughs> Listen, with with the summer the Knicks have had, the Nets, um, you know, the Nets game on Friday, it, it will really be sweet for them to win. Speaking of the Nets, of course, Kyrie Irving, just a spectacular debut. And you know what's funny, though? Um, Max Letterman, who is the Celtics, uh, he he's, does graphics. He works with my brother at NBC Sports Boston. Yeah. Um, um, who is he always? He always the one that has the weird graphics that says Kyrie. Like after the game, he said Kyrie, decent game and a loss was the graphics when it said former Celtics and how they did it tonight <laughs> <laughs> after scoring 50. Um, and
1: he got seven, but, six,
0: too. That's crazy. Yeah, you know, listen, he played great. They, but it, it, at the end of the day, it's a Cleveland Kyrie kind of game. You know, they scored 50 and they lost. Um, well, Granted, he want- was a plus, he was a plus eighteen, and but you know what? It's what we kind of confirmed about the Nets, and we said about the Nets during the preseason. The, the non KD Nets, even with KD, this is going to be the case probably. They are a train wreck on defense. I mean, good god, are they going to suck on that end? Kyrie Wait, Joe Harris, Kyrie Joe Harris is Terrible just defense. awful defensively. Joe Harris, for as good as he is. I've always said you cannot start him on a contender because he is such a bad defender, and I'm surprised. I thought he was able to de- – you be able to develop that, but so far he really hasn't, but he's a good shooter. Um, he's such like a J.J.
1: though, right? You kind of, like, hide him as a shooting guard, just run him around. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so I guess stacking up from what I saw last night, I, I think from what we know about the East – uh, I, I, if Philly plays like they did last night, I don't think they're better than the Bucks. The thing about Philly is that they're they, they they're a really good defensive team, for sure. They yeah. clearly just don't have a lot of offense. I mean, the Celtics, like I said, I was saying it multiple times, when the Celtics got them to the perimeter, all they were doing is turning the ball over because they have no creators, you know? Right. Like, that's every time Josh Rick... One. Yeah, every time Josh Richardson touched the ball, the Celtics, it was a good thing last night because he sucked. He was four for 12. He's a great defender, but he sucks on offense. Like, that's why I was shocked people were saying he's, like, close to Jimmy Butler. I'm like, defensively, maybe. Offensively, no freaking way. Like, not in the same league. Um, Tobias Harris was all right. He shot the ball well. But, again, he's the guy in the playoffs. You just do not trust him at all. You know? He's a guy that stinks in the playoffs, every playoffs he's been in. Um... Al Horford looked pretty good against us. However, I honestly... It was kind of funny. The Celtics were actually doing a lot of damage in pick and rolls early on in the game. And specifically, when Ke- when Kemba was able to score, it was because the Sixers' bigs dropped big time, you know? And that allowed, that allowed him and Hayward, Hayward especially, some openings. Um... But what we know about the Eastern Conference is that Philly looked pretty good, but I don't think they're better than the Bucks. I mean, just my opinion. Obviously, we haven't seen the Bucs play yet. They played tonight against the Houston Rockets. That's going to be a really good game. Um, but it's going to be tough. It's definitely going to be tough. Um, so, uh, so, Christian, overall, from what you saw. oh, and we, we didn't mention some other results. Um, the Pacers losing at home to the Pistons. I know they didn't have Debo, but the you know the Pistons didn't have Blake Griffin, so that's a awful loss. What the hell? I, like and you know what? And you know what though? And this is a problem that maybe they're gonna have to solve themselves. with that Miles Turner and can really Turner and Sabonis play together? I mean, that's an honest question. Andre Drummond, who I'm the biggest anti Andre Drummond person on the planet, you know that. Um, I hate Andre Drummond's game, but he had 32 and 20 last night. Or 30 and 20. Um, yeah, Hornets beat the Bulls. Who care? Terry Rozier, 2 for 10. Wait,
1: that's a tank-a-thon, man. Come on, that's important. They're battling
0: yeah, but for the worst. Yeah, he but he's so good as a tank commander. He's so good as a tank commander. Think about this. In a one-point Hornets win, he was a minus 18 and was 2 for 10. I challenge you to find a better tank commander than Terry Rozier. I challenge you. You can't.
1: Zach, Zach Levine is pretty good as a tank commander, too.
0: Yeah, last night, his, his defense is not exactly fantastic. Last night, Levine, 7 for 17, 16 points. Um, yeah, it, it's also the Suns crushing the Kings. Yikes. Uh, Please trade here, Fox. Please
1: train <laughs> here, <Air>, Fox.
0: <laughs> the Suns. I, excuse me, the magic beating the Cavs by nine. Markel Fultz looked really good. I mean it's the Cavs, but that's good to see. Yeah. Um the Thunder beat the Jazz the beat the beating beating the Grizzlies he beating the Grizzlies, which is good for the Celtics because the Celtics have the Grizzlies pick. Um Mavs beating the Wizards, who cares? <laughs> Jazz Jazz beat the Thunder. If you think Kemba's debut was bad, Mike Woo! Conley was My one. Conley. For 16. He was putrid in his debut. They
1: still still won, which is crazy.
0: Yeah, they did. That one. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And 12 rebounds. Oh, that's impressive.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Nuggets beat the Blazers by eight. Rematch of the semifinals last year. Another good competitive game there. Um, So overall, first game of the season. You can only take so much from it. I think, Christian, here's my biggest takeaways, all right? Philly's defense is going to be excellent but they clearly have a small rotation. The Celtics are going to be relying a lot on Tatum and Kemba. Shocker, you know. But Gordon Hayward might have a major bounce back season, which is very good for us. Um uh, what else to really take away? Um the Pacers Sabonis and Turner is still a concern, you know. For as good as those two guys are, they play better without each other. Um, Markel Fultz looking good. That was nice to see. Um, the Nets defense is gonna stink. Shocker. We all saw that coming. Um, Luca and KP looks like it's gonna be really deadly. But I think it's the Wizards. Um, <laughs> and the Nuggets. You know, the Nuggets look like what we thought they were gonna be. I mean, they look like they're gonna be an elite West team. I mean, winning in Portland. That's really tough. Yeah. And the Knicks, uh, I guess we could say the Knicks looked a little better than we thought. I mean, they were going into a really tough environment, and they could have pulled that game out. Um, so, Knicks. I mean, so, Christian, Uh, give me your Knicks takeaways. I've I give, I've basically given you most of my Celtics takeaways. I, I, I knew we were probably going to lose the game, you know? Uh, It just hurts the way we did, because I thought it was going to be from Embiid just destroying Canner and Canner was just awesome. He played great, so...
1: Yeah, you know my biggest Knicks takeaways. Uh, again, the point guard position is very concerning. When Alfred Payton is your best point guard last night, that's not great. Dennis Smith didn't play really well. He's very bad on defense. And I know he's been working on it, but I don't think he's in. I don't think he's in game day shape because he missed those first two games, and he pro- and, and I just he didn't look good. And Frank the same thing, didn't look really good. But, you know, if you're looking at the Knicks, again, my whole thing is I don't care how many wins they had this year as long as they're playing the young guys. And fizz is, you know, we'll see what he does. You know, he's saying he's saying all the right things. You know, we got to play together all, you know, whoever's playing good is going to be playing. I'm OK with that, you know, but I don't think he should be playing guys like Wayne Ellington and freaking Bobby Portis. Unfortunately, had to be our starting center last night because Mitchell Robinson was hurt, but he got killed on the boards. It mm-hmm. was like a minus fourteen for them on the boards. But RJ Barrett looked amazing. He's hey, once he gets a jump shot, he's gonna be just deadly. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, not even, I'm
0: not I was wrong.
1: You, oh my god.
0: Maybe you know, maybe maybe I overreacted to the fact that he probably wasn't a good fit at Duke. You know, there wasn't a lot of spacing on that team, and maybe the NBA is going to do him some good. But, yeah, speaking of rebounding, too, the Celtics got out-rebounded by 20. They gave up 12 offensive rebounds. But it didn't feel that way, you know? Like, I think, what, like I said, what happened in the fourth quarter was that the Celtics, who were in the game for so long, started throwing up bricks, A, and B, uh, with Cantor kind of banged up. He hurt his shin. Um, and look, it could have been worse the way Richardson rolled up. Like, Richardson fell and almost hit his knee. Hopefully, you know, knock on wood, he's okay. Um, but similar thing, you know, when you play an undersized team, you know this is coming, especially when you're playing a big team like the Spurs. Same thing for the Celtics against the 76ers. But, but it, it, it's... I would say it's a little more excusable for us than it is for the Knicks. I know it sounds stupid to say, but Julius Randle is a good rebounder, and Bobby Portis is a decent rebounder. So I, I would be a little more concerned because Aldridge is a good is a good rebounder for sure. But giving up rebounds to guys like, I don't know, Pirtle and Trey Lyles, who had 11 last night. Trey Lyles I'm not a fan of. So, yeah. I mean, if you're the Knicks, though, the biggest bright spot without a doubt, R.J. Barrett and Marcus Morris, you know. He's going to be this for the Knicks. He's going to shoot the ball a million times. He's going to take a lot of bad shots. He's going to make a lot of them. Julius Randle played, from what I've seen, the box score. I don't know how what you thought, but I'm just reading the box score. He played well. Trier barely played. What's up with that?
1: Well, they had him at they it was RJ and him starting, and then, you know, it just didn't work out. They looked really nervous together. So then they put Alfred Payton in, and he didn't really get any minutes. But I think that they'll probably play him a lot more – from the bench unit next game. I, my thing is, you know what? They should probably start Alfred Payton next game and then have Dennis Smith and Alonzo Trier come off the bench with Kevin Knox. Because you know what? Right. Then you guys could keep running with those guys, and I think that would be good.
0: That would be Another a issue problem. Another issue I see, by the way, Knicks committed 32 fouls to the Spurs 18.
1: Yeah, I uh, people were saying that it was the refs. I, I wasn't really paying attention to that. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know what? That's that's always been a problem with the Knicks though. They always commit fouls. Like they discipline were in on
0: defense, quarter, you know. And
1: in, in the first quarter, they were in the bonus. The Spurs were in the bonus with five minutes left. Like you can't do that.
0: That happened like, three times with the Celtics last night. The Celtics committed yeah. 29 fouls for comparison, but they committed basically none in the fourth quarter. Um, mm-hmm. but they were they were giving up fouls left and right for sure.
1: Right, but you know what? The Knicks, I will say this: their hands were very active last night. I think they had like 16 steals. For the entire game, which is really good. Um, mm. when they play together, like they when they play defense together, the very actually it, it was pretty hard for the Spurs to score. There's the problem is you know, it's nine new guys playing together, so it's gonna take time for the chemistry to develop, and Fizz has to like you know, choose his ten guys he wants to play. He can't continue to rotate people in and out, you know what I mean?
0: For sure. Yeah, yeah, no, and creating Creating a rotation matters. The Celtics played 12 guys last night, so I, I know how that I know how that feels. Um, uh, yeah, I, I was also disappointed in Carson Edwards. He didn't really offer anything in his debut. He airballed a couple shots. He looked clearly pretty nervous. Um, so like I said, for the Celtics next game, they're playing Toronto at home in their home opener. I don't really know what to think of the Raptors. They also played an opening night and beat the Pelicans by eight in overtime. Really, a game they should have lost, honestly. Um, you know, they're, from what I saw, they're going to be a very physical team, and Van Fleet is just an absolute beast. I don't know how he is this good, but he is... Because I saw him play in college, man. I saw him play the NCAA tournament my freshman year of college, and I was like, yeah, he looks pretty good. Then he's on the Raptors, I'm like, oh, maybe it will be okay. And then he's like a beast now. Um, so after some technical difficulties, we are back again. <laughs> so after the games last night and after some discussion, let's uh, l- l- let's get into the standings, Christian. Let's make this let's go, 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 go rapid fire, and especially after the games we saw, we have we, right. see if we have a little bit of a better idea. All my right. number one is the Bucks. My number in the East. We'll start at the East. Number one yeah. for me is the Bucks. Number two, 76ers. Number three, Celtics. You know, I've I've wrestled a lot with the four spot. I don't know about the Pacers. Um... With without Oladipo, they might lose a lot of games. I don't know if it's gonna be me just overreacting or, but they to me they're the clear fourth or they're they're right there with us. I would say third, but the problem with is Oladipo, like I said, is out for half the season, um at least presumably. So I'm gonna put them in. I'm gonna put them in fifth. Um, a team I'm gonna put in fourth. You know, we, you know what? I've wrestled so much with this. Because these three through six, you know, they're all tough. They're all really close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to put the Heat in fourth. I don't know. I don't feel like they're the type of team that's going to be fourth. Because they lose to a lot of bad teams.
1: You have a really high team. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the Pacers. Just because I think when Old Oladipo comes back, they're going to win a lot of games. But... I think throughout most of the season, I don't think they're going to be in fourth. They're going to be around fifth and sixth. And I don't think they're going to make a big run, you know, late in the season. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go fifth. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with – let's go with the Miami Heat. Here's the thing. Like, the Miami Heat are a really – they're a team that loses to too many bad teams. Whether or without Jimmy Butler, that's going to be the case. They lose to teams right. like the Suns at home, you know – the, uh, the 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 not the Kings the Kings are not bad but like although are, are, if they look like last night they look terrible but you know teams like the Grizzlies they were struggling with the Grizzlies last night for a lot of the game um yeah I I I think they're going to be in fifth I I but because I do think they beat a lot of good teams though that's kind of their strength um right. number six I'm gonna go with the Brooklyn Nets and listen the Brooklyn Nets are a very very talented team but they they offensively they're going to be very good but defensively, as we saw last night, I I, st- I still think they're going to be an absolute train wreck. Without Kevin Durant, they even with Kevin Durant, they're going to be a terrible defensive team. So the, it, it's going to be tough for them to overcome the Cs because uh the seas the Miami Heat, you know, uh-huh. the uh, the Pacers are going to be a brutal matchup for them because of how physical they are inside. Like I said. I think the DeAndre Jordan signing was an absolutely terrible signing. I know they had to do it because of Kevin Durant. But looking at the box score last night, you know, Andrew Wiggins was a minus 26. That's hilarious. Uh, But like Koji and Napier were plus 17, plus 22. But really, if you're the Nets, you know, their starters were pluses, except Joe Harris. And even though he scored, I wonder why, you know. Their, their bench has the potential to be very bad. Uh, even though it was good last season, it clearly doesn't have the, the the stud, the star power on their bench that they had in the past. Wilson Chandler, I don't think he's very good, so I don't think he's going to help that much. But like I said, DeAndre Jordan, 0 for 1, minus 12. Like I said, I think this is going to be a, a theme throughout the season. Jared Allen, 3 for 6, plus 11. I mean, what does – I, I know plus minus can be misleading, but right. I said before, it, it what does that say? When DeAndre Jordan is on the court, the Nets are going to be dominated. I know it sounds like I'm a hater. I used to love DeAndre Jordan, you know, but yeah, no, he really fell off a cliff.
1: Nick, I watched the game. He he he's not as athletic as he once was, and that's really what his game predominantly was was his defense and his lob catching ability. And when he's and he's going to keep getting older and older. When he loses that, what is he really going to be doing? He's going to be not helping you defensively. And oh, sure. and, granted, and granted Kyrie had 50 and he had eight rebounds and he had seven assists, but watching that game in the first half, man, it was just a lot of care, hey, Kyrie, take the ball and dominate. And I, you can't win like that, man. I don't care if he drops 50 every night. That's not going to win you ball games. It's not going to win you playoff games. And when KD comes back, I'm afraid that they're going to keep doing that where there's just going to be hot potato to each other where they're dominating the ball well, in isolation. that's...
0: That's always been Kyrie's MO since he was here. And too much of it is rubbed up on the Celtics, I think, because the Celtics and just kind of settle for too many, just pick and roll, pick and roll. And that's a problem I had with Brad Stevens last night. Brad Stevens' problems I'm seeing. First off, again, he did it again. Remember what I said last year, he waits too long to call timeout. He did it again. Like in the beginning of the second half, the team goes down. It was the two-point game. I no, they were down one at halftime after Kemba got absolutely clobbered and they called and they didn't call foul I remember like Tatum and Smart were just they, I thought they were going to pick up a tech because they were so upset um but at the end of the, like when the Sixers went up eight I'm like all right Brad this is getting bad call timeout he didn't wait got to 10 I said Brad call timeout he didn't finally got to 12 and called timeout I'm like Brad this is the same shit again and you see what happens with NBA teams you know when you call timeout, teams play well out of timeouts.
1: Right, you, and you know, kill the, they, the other if you get a chance, if, they, if you can, when you get the timeout, right?
0: It, the NBA is a game of that runs. That's how it always is, you know? In games like this, when you're with two playoff teams, especially when you're on the road, you cannot be frugal with timeouts. You have to call them. But the thing about the Kyrie thing, and the thing with Bradlets has happened too much, like I was saying, is that the Celtics don't run enough plays. When they run that play, they were absolutely killing the Sixers when they were running curls to the basket for Hayward and and, uh, and Brown and 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 uh, even Kemba to an extent. Like, the Celtics settled too much for this, but this is what Kyrie's offense always was. Hot potato, your turn, my turn. You know, pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll. Which, that was not the <laughs> Nets' offense last year.
1: The Nets ran a lot of pick and rolls last night. <laughs>
0: I told you, this is what he is. Granted, he's going to score a lot of points, but it, he makes it very hard. You know, it makes it well, very you know, hard on the team and for himself.
1: He wasn't, he wasn't passing the ball to Karis LaVert and Spencer Dinwiddie and these other guys, though. And those guys were the reason that the Nets were good last year, which, again, listen, it's going to sound like hating. And part of it is hating because I'm pissed off at them that they got those guys. But yeah. you can't win. Listen. They have a chance to win a championship, but also, this can be a recipe for a huge disaster because this could kill the development of guys like Harris Clavert and Spencer Dinwiddie and Allen and all these guys, and then the Nets are going to be where they were a decade ago, winning 10 games and not having any picks.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's the hope from the both of us. Um, but Yeah, but I, I've been six also, like I've said before, because I think Kyrie sits a lot of games out, unlike Russell, who's an everyday player, so... Right. that 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 I think is gonna affect their record for sure. Um, so number seven I have the Toronto Raptors, but you know what? You know, three through seven is just so close. Yeah, like the 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 Raptors could finish third for all we know. And judging by how they looked in the preseason, they look really good. So this could be a totally frugal pick. I, you know, I've tossed between them having being in fifth and being in seventh. Here's why I have them in seventh. They're gonna be in fifth till or fourth till about mid-season. I think there's a chance they blow it up, you know, and if they yeah. blow it up, they're probably going to fall in the standings. But I think they're the fifth best team in the East. Um, It sounds weird to say if they don't blow it up, I have them in fifth and the Heat in seventh. So that's right. kind of my prediction there. Um, Basically, what we've seen that first game, I mean, Siakam is going to be a stud. We all know he's a stud offensively and defensively. Obviously they missed Kawhi last night or a couple nights ago. They didn't look like the same team. Um, right. Well,
1: I mean, it's very hard to replace him.
0: <laughs> yeah, not easy at all. Uh so yeah, they're going to be they're going to be a good team if they stick with what they have. They're very they're still a very tough team, especially on defense. But yeah. I, they're not contenders or anything. So
1: No. No, yeah. And they 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 don't really have that go-to guy, and Kyle Lowry's not really that. Uh, I mean, even in the game against the Pelicans, he shot, like, three of 20. Yeah. He always, he always seems to do that. You know, he looks very cold, but...
0: No, he kills I'll the Celtics, him, though. Right. That's the worst part. <laughs> I guess the Celtics, he always has yeah. career shooting nights.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Kyle Lowry is always a dog, so he's always at least putting out the defensive effort, which is a good thing if you're the Raptors, but that extension... Could indicate that they might be trying to move him to a contender if he's not happy and they're not winning, and that could happen. You never know.
0: Yeah, I remember the report was he was prepared to hold out. I mean, this is a guy who just won a title and he's asking to hold out. That, that's that's yikes. And he's getting
1: 31 million a year, man. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a two-year deal, though, so it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, right. So it so. Looking at it, really three through seven could go anyway. I mean, and I, and I I've, I've always said seeding in the NBA matters because you want matchups. The Celtics made the conference finals with the IT team literally because they got the Wizards and not the Raptors around two. The team they matched way better against was the Wizards. For I guess because they're smaller and the Raptors just had our number for a while. But what's uh, I what's hope I hope this holds true since even the Kawhi year last year, the, the Raptors. Basically never win in Boston, and the Celtics basically never win in Toronto. I hope the former holds true. I don't hope the latter. (laughs) So, yeah, in this game coming up. But we'll see. This will be a good indicator. The Philly game definitely had some encouraging things for the Celtics, but they definitely need to work on their offense, that's for sure. Um, Number eight seed is tough. There's so many teams that can make it. I saw Zach Lowe predicted the Bulls. Like, hell no. Hell
1: no. Are you Uh, crazy?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. No way. I like Wendell Carter. Nick, I I saw some people say that the Bulls were better than the Knicks and they had a better offseason, and I was going to smack them right in the head. What the hell is wrong with you people? They traded for Otto Porter when they were tanking, so they won more games. They missed out on the top five pick because they're stupid. Look at their (laughs) roster. If you think Zach Levine is going to win you basketball games and you're paying him $100 million, you're you're stupid.
0: Zach O'Brien is the definition of a stats guy. He puts up a lot of stats. He scores a lot of points. He's not a winner though. And granted, yeah. he, he is fun to watch. I will give him that. You know, for a tank commander, he's very fun to watch. Yes. With his dunks and stuff. But he is a tank commander. <laughs> That's no. very real here too. Um The Bulls are nowhere near the playoffs. And I like I like Cody
1: White or whatever that Kobe White Yeah, yeah, the
0: guy with the afro. Good. Yeah.
1: And Laurie Markkinen is a beast, but they don't, their roster is so imbalanced. Like, they, they, they yeah. have Addie's young and Otto Porter on their roster. What the fuck are they doing? <laughs>
0: Dude, it, it, I would kill for Wendell Carter on the Celtics. I think he's going to be a stud. Um, Good. Good. yeah, yes. I, I think my eight, I, I, think my eight seed, you know, running through the list, there aren't a lot. I, I, I could see if the Knicks really overachieve, I can see them in that spot. Um, Maybe, uh-huh. maybe, oh wait, what am I saying? The team that's going to be eight is probably Orlando. Um, if they, Even three through eight, Orlando could finish third for all we know. I don't think they will, yeah. judging the fact that, I mean, the preseason is the preseason, but the Celtics fucking smoked them, you know, in the preseason, like without, granted, without Vucevic, to be fair. Um, but yeah. If you're, I mean, the Magic are going to be an excellent defensive team. They're going to be a terrible offensive team. That's my opinion. You know, so many role players means normally your your offense sucks. It just sucks. They have one really good offensive player on their team. Maybe Gordon if you count two, but I think he's just decent. Um, the Magic are treadmill team, but at the same time. At least, I mean, for Orlando fans, that's better than what they've dealt with for so long since Dwight Howard, you know, since the Dwight mayor back in the day. (laughs) So they'll take it. Nine through 16, like I said, the non-playoff teams, we usually rank them by tiers. So I'll run it through real quickly. Um, So my non-playoff teams in the East are obviously the Bulls, the Cavs, the Knicks, the Wizards, and the Pistons now the team that sticks out to me that could really that could really finish in the playoffs um the number one to me is the Pistons if Blake Griffin can somehow stay healthy which I don't think he just he just can't at this point which I feel bad for the guy it's not like something you know it's a good thing but it's tough to see but you know they they if he stayed healthy they'd be a playoff team I think um Number two is the Knicks. I mean, the Knicks are going to need a lot of things to go right. I mean, they looked pretty decent last night, but defensively they're clearly going to have problems. That game against the Celtics on Saturday is going to be a pretty good indicator of where they are. I mean, but then again, both teams are going to be on back-to-back, but the Knicks are at home. So, you know, normally in a back-to-back, it's going to be a brutal game for the Seas just to have to play that, even though the Knicks are going to be on back-to-back too, but they're going to be, like I said, at home. These n- no travel back-to-back, that's nice. Uh, so, yeah, I guess – and the rest of the teams, who cares? They all suck. Um, <laughs> that That's pretty much my rapid fire, one through eight. Like I said, one one and two seem pretty solid. Uh, I, I I just don't see – like, Philly just, just doesn't have the shooting to beat the Bucks. I, I especially after Watson last night. They're going to be an amazing defensive team, don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. they just don't have a lot of shooting. They just don't. And I like their rookie, Matisse Thibault. He looks pretty decent. Like, he looks like he's going to be a good defender. But – Philly, looking at their team stats from last night, if you really look at their shooting, the Celtics from three were seven for 26. Right.
1: Uh huh.
0: That means they defended the three-point line very well. Like I said, Kemba one for six, Tatum four for eight, but he was the only one that shot well from three. Carson Edwards was one for three, and the and the three he made was in garbage time. Uh, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown picked up five fouls in 20 minutes, which I would in like nine minutes really, which is like unacceptable. But a lot of the fouls were not really his fault. The Sixers last night shot seven for 29 from three. Jesus Christ. Man. Like I said, I think this is going to be a theme throughout the season. They just can't shoot. They miss Redick really badly. And like I said, when the Celtics forced them to the perimeter, that's when they they were able to really – that's when, when the Celtics went up 40 to 33 early on in the game. That's why. you know, The Sixers were having major problems getting inside. And I give Robert Williams credit too. He played really well last night especially considering he was concussed like a week ago. Um, but the Sixers got 36 free throws and scored. And Ben Simmons played great. Uh, and he didn't make any jumpers, but he played great. So, but again, 15 turnovers, like I said, that's why, that's why I think the Sixers are just not built to beat the Bucks. They're just not, you know, they've got a good team, a very good team. I don't know if they're really a championship contender. They're probably below that. They're definitely not the Clippers level. They're not even close. Um, but, yeah, that's that's my opinion. And then three through eight is really – three through nine is just tough. I, I just hope the Celtics can have a good season, you know? Yeah, I just right. hope we have a good season. Three would be very nice. I, I, I still think we're a move away from competing – really competing with Philly based on what I saw last night. But, again, it's one game, so it's really hard to tell. So, Christian, give me your uh, one through eight in the East.
1: Gotcha. So, so, I wrote this down because I always forget there's so many damn teams, but, but I got mm-hmm. the Bucks in one. I just think, you know, with Giannis, their roster is pretty balanced, in my opinion. I, they're the team to beat. It's really their, their conference to take. If you got to stop Giannis if you want to get to the NBA Finals in the East. I got Philly no. at two. I just think, even with their poor shooting, if they are as disgusting as they can be on defense, and the Ben Simmons can actually not suck, they have a chance. They have a chance, possibly. Um, I, I think they still need shooting, though, Nick. You're right. I, I mean, if they don't get some kind of shooting, they're, I don't know how they could beat the Bucs.
0: That losing um, out on Corber was a killer.
1: Right. But, but you know what? You never know in the playoffs. They, they could get a good seeding and a good... And maybe, you know what? And dominates against Brooke and Robin Lopez. He could. You never know. Yeah. I still have them at two. I still have them at two. I think they're really good. Um... I still have the Pacers at three. I just think that they're they're going to be that one team that just falls and scratches this entire season. And you know what? I don't really know. I haven't seen them enough to see, you know, Miles Turner and Sabonis, but you just put, put one of them on the bench. You know what I mean? Like, it really
0: think- is like, it's a simple fix. Once you get, either you trade one of them for a wing or... You do what you, yeah, like you said, you could bring some bonus off the bench, which to me is his best role anyway. Right.
1: I, I still like the Pacers, and you know what, when they get Victor Oladipo back, they're going to be a sleeper team, in my opinion. I think they will, they they, they could get to the, to the second round, maybe even the conference finals. You never They can know. get
0: to the finals. I honestly think, if Oladipo comes back, like I said, okay, maybe not the finals, I'm not sure they're better than the Bucks, but I, I think if Philly gets them in the playoff, that's that's a yeah, dangerous matchup? matchup for Philly because
1: right, they play they play the same they play the same way and I think the Pacers have slightly better shooting than Philly. They, they, they're definitely listen if they if they just you know hold course until Victor Oladipo comes back. This team is going to be very dangerous in the second half of the year, in my opinion. I got the season four. I just think again they have a lot of talent, but this season to me for the Celtics, it it's it's you need to find out if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are your guys. Even though they just gave Jalen Brown the massive extension. If if those two guys don't develop and get better, they're gonna the Celtics are just gonna be that team that makes the playoffs but doesn't get past the second round. And if those guys do take the next leap, this could be a team that's gonna be good in the upcoming years. Um I just think also with Kemba, he's gonna definitely help him out. He's gonna be that great solid veteran who can you know, not be a cancer like Kyrie Irving. (laughs) And and, um, the Seas will be fourth. I think they're also, you know, a sleeper team if they can get a big, you know, if, if they can work on that front court, this team could be very good as well. I think them and the Pacers, people are sleeping on them and I saw people shitting on the Celtics how their how Celtics fans were punching air because Kyrie Irving and I was like they don't care they it's lost
0: not- the game we don't care they lost exactly. the game <laughs> like, it's, like it's, we lost it's, to the, we lost to the 76ers on the road that's what that's an ex- with with the Celtics team they had last year that is kind of an expected result you know right right it, it, you guys lost to the fucking Timberwolves at home the Timberwolves sorry go ahead. <laughs> I just did that to get that. I just did
1: that to get the rage out of you, man.
0: <laughs> no, but,
1: but but the Celtics are in my I, I think they have a lot of good pieces, but if Jason Tatum it really just to me it depends on Jason Tatum. If he doesn't take this next step and become a superstar, it's gonna be interesting in Boston in the next couple of years. I have the Nets at five. I just one, I want to see a Celtics next first round. That would be amazing. I just think also that Kyrie is going to... He he might be the sleeper for MVP, honestly. He's going to put up the numbers this year. He's going to be very good. But, listen, I, I watched him in Cleveland. I watched him in, in Boston. If he does what he did last night, this is going to be a second-round or first-round team exiting every year because... He's going to take 28 shots and go 3 of 28 in the playoffs. And they're going to ask him what happened. He's going to say, I just got to shoot more. And then the next game, he's going to go 5 of 76. And then they're going to still lose. Again, a lot of potential for the Nets two. If they actually play together, they could be a very good team next year and this year. But I don't see it. I'm also hating, but fuck it. I tell it how it is. I'm a hater. I don't care. Fuck them. They'll be the fifth seed, though. I... I they, until Katie comes back, we really don't know what this team is, though. Honestly, um, Kyrie's gonna put up the big numbers this year, though. That's that's the one thing that's guaranteed. But I have them at five. I got the Raps at six. I'm just gonna say that because they're the champions. Uh, they're they're a team that doesn't have stars, but they have really good players. And you know what? Again, they have the championship experience. I'll take them at six, seven. I have the Pistons. And I just my seven and eight. Honestly, oh. Actually, no, screw that. My 7 is the heat. Heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the Heat at 7. Jimmy Butler is going to do a lot. I totally forgot about the Heat. But, yeah, I have him at 7. And then 8, I'll say Orlando. Again, like you said, they're just like a middle-of-the-pack team. But they'll, they'll do enough to make the playoffs. And then the Pistons, the Hawks, the Knicks will probably be fighting for 9 through 12. And then the Wizards, the Bulls, the Hornets, and... The other teams, the Cavs are going to be the worst teams in the Eastern Conference, in my yeah. Opinion. I forgot about um, the
0: Hawks. I forgot to mention them. They can make the playoffs for sure, but I don't. I I thought about it at first. I said yes, but now 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 I say no.
1: They're a year away, Nick. Um, a lot of young teams don't do well in the in the regular season, and it takes. Time, but if if guys like Trey Young and and Hunter and Collins and Cam Reddish they play well together this year and they win thirty games they're going to be dangerous next year especially if they get some good veterans. Watch out for the yeah, Hawks. Yeah,
0: especially they, they need a center very badly.
1: Yes, yeah,
0: but all right. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead.
1: They're definitely going to be a, a team to watch for in the next couple of years, but that's my one to eight. And uh, let's do the Western Conference now.
0: All right, my Western Conference is, is 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 it's tight, you know. Right. Um, it, it, because everyone knows this is just going to be a complete and utter bloodbath in the West. <laughs> like, where to even begin? Jesus Christ. Um, one through eight, remember, is not indicative of the best teams, right? It, there's frequent right. upsets. There's frequent odd stuff in the NBA, and in the West, it's going to happen. Right. My number one team in the West this year is the Denver Nuggets, and they're not the best team in the West, but they're gonna be a buzzsaw in the regular season with the depth they have. It's ridiculous. And they yeah. beat the Blazers last night and I think that only validates it. And I, I think the funniest moment last night was uh when you know, did you see that uh gif of or it was a video of Jokic against Whiteside? <laughs> yeah. yeah so, somebody was like
1: somebody was like that prime NBA season uh
0: intensity it was like the most lazy shit I've seen yeah. in my life Rob Perez yeah feel the intensity yeah yeah oh my <laughs> dude, god here's yeah. the thing I've said, I saw a uh, Rob Perez being like oh the Clippers should get Hassan Whiteside he could I'm like no what like are you high like rah, like Hassan Whiteside the walking non-effort that his Hassan Whiteside that guy could not care less about the game you know that dude yeah. cannot care less um, the Denver Nuggets are just built for regular season wins. They're going to win 58 games or something like that this year. To me, they're going to win a ton because first off, the, the home games are just going to be brutal for any team that goes in there because of the, the altitude. Yeah, that's such an advantage. That's why the Nuggets schedule so hard every year, because at home they just have the altitude. Uh, so it, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. Um, I just think they're going to be complete bust on. Jokic is just, just, just an animal. You know, he's just the most, least exciting player in the NBA, but he's a fucking animal. Well, I wouldn't say that. He, he has some pretty exciting plays. Um, all right, number two is the LA Clippers. I think the LA Clippers are...
1: The best team in the league. Probably.
0: The best team in the league. I mean, this team is just ridiculous. You know, this team is just off the charts. I, I love... I love how they I love how they play. I mean, in Kawhi, you could see just fits in seamlessly. So it's it's their role players look great. Patrick Beverly is going is just still the most annoying player ever. But when he's on your team, he's like Marcus you Smart. It. You love him. He's a bad offensive player. Great defensive player. But you love him. The L.A. Clippers are my title pick this year for sure. They just – opening night just affirmed that, like I said, they beat the Clippers – I mean, they beat the Lakers without their best, uh, second-best player, who is a top-15 player in the NBA. That is just absurd. And I saw someone say, oh, the Lakers still have to figure it out. Oh, the Lakers, you know, that you could fit in Kawhi and Paul George seamlessly. Oh, the
1: excuses. Starting yeah, just, right the Lakers. just stop.
0: They have two top-five players on their team, two of them. And they got bodied by – the best player in the league right now because Katie's hurt, and a bunch of role players. You know, that's who they lost to. They didn't lose to any other stars. Kawhi just bought, and no offense to, like I said, LeBron, but Kawhi's a better player. That game just proved it. You know, he yeah. is. He you is. Know what's Kawhi's a cool, better player.
1: Somebody, you know what Bleach Report did, like, the top players in each position. Kawhi was a small forward, and somebody was like, why is LeBron not there? And I was like, because Kawhi just took his team to the NBA Finals and won it. And then the guy replied to me, well, LeBron did that three years ago. And I was like, that was three years ago, man. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's just different— LeBron is just not on Kawhi's level anymore. I, I don't care if he dropped weight. I don't care what he says. He's not. It's that simple. You know? He's just— the Clippers are just a ridiculous team, one through one through ten. They have great depth. They have stars. They have everything you need. So they're in my number two team, but obviously they're my title pick. Number three is a tough one. I, I want to say the Jazz, but I'm not totally sure. Um, uh, Rockets are in there too. I don't think the Lakers are going to be this high because of load management. Um, but I think if I have to pick one— I would probably go with the the Jazz. I mean, here's the thing. You no, know, actually, no, the Rockets. I'm going to say the Rockets, and here's why. James Harden is such an amazing regular season player. <laughs> like, the guy just carries his team time and time again, you know? And as much as I think the Rockets are going to fail in the playoffs because of Harden-Westbrook, I think they're going to lose to a lot of good teams. I think my opinion is they're going to be like that team that just beats up on the lower teams in the regular season. Just my opinion. So I have them at three. And I don't think Westbrook and Harden is going to work, but I've been wrong before. So maybe by RJ Barrett, it looks like another one I could have been wrong on. So uh, we'll see. Um, my number four team is the Lakers. So the Lakers are going to be a great team this year, no doubt about it. And that's what sucks, but it's the fact Like I said, they're they're run terribly, but they fall ass-backwards into two top-five players because they're the Lakers. No other franchise has this luxury. So, in sports, maybe. The Lakers are going to be an excellent team this year when they're healthy, but they don't have the depth. They just don't have the talent that the Clippers do. I think the Nuggets might... Might beat them, honestly. I don't think so. But the Nuggets present a lot of problems that the Clippers do, too. Just not as as much star power. Really tough one, for sure. Um, So, I think the Lakers are going to be a title contender. But I I don't know. I I just don't think they're at the Clippers' level. Number five, I'm going to go with the Jazz. The Jazz are, to me, I think a lot of people's sexy pick to be a great regular season team. I don't know why. I just don't think they're going to be that. I I think... you know, they, it takes time, as we saw. Mike Conley was terrible last night. Like I said, like you think Kevin was about one for 16. He was one for 16. It's crazy, man. All you need to know. I think they're gonna be a good team. I think Bogdanovich is a nice addition. I just don't know. I, I I don't think I think they're definitely better. I think they're gonna be really tough out in the playoffs, but I, I it's gonna be tough. For six, this is when it gets kind of tough. Um, I'm gonna go with. Six, I'm gonna go with the Golden State Warriors, and I think Steph Curry's gonna have a huge year this year, like other people are saying. Um, with playoff for the season, though, they're just not gonna be good enough on defense. They're gonna be pushed around, like we saw in the preseason with the Lakers. They're just not the. I mean, the dynasty's over, but they're gonna be a rock solid team. They're gonna be fun to watch. You know, they're gonna put up a lot of points. They're probably gonna be an excellent home team. They're gonna be like the old Warriors, you know, before uh, Steve Kerr got there. Right. They're going to put up a lot of points, but they're just not, not good enough, you know? Still, they're going to be very fun to watch. Seven, I'm going to go with the Portland Trailblazers, and uh, they could be a team that goes very high because of the regular season, you know? But yeah. what have we said before? They're very fun to watch. We like, you know, we enjoy it, but they're a treadmill team. And I'm, I'm really I'm really worried that the Celtics might become a treadmill team themselves, but the Pacers are for sure. Uh, I mean, uh, the, excuse me, the... uh. Blazers yeah. are for sure. Thankfully, the Celtics have the Memphis draft pick. Thank you, Jeff Green. Thank you, Jeff Green Trade. That's I read on ESPN. That's currently the best uh, other teams draft pick that any team in the league has. Thank God. Um. Uh, uh, so next up, we're going to go. I'm going to go. So the seventh seed was the Portland Trailblazers. My eighth seed. This is tough because I had to pick between the Kings, the Pelicans, and the Dallas Mavericks. I'm going to go with a Mavericks. What's up? What about the Spurs? Oh, what am I saying? The San Antonio. Okay, <laughs> let me explain to you about the Spurs. Let me explain. Everyone's saying the Spurs are going to miss the playoffs. They crazy. They don't miss the playoffs. They 23
1: don't. 23 years in a row they made the playoffs, man. Are you kidding me?
0: You really Go. think that's going to end now? You yeah. really think that? Like, no. I don't care if they struggle they with the, the Knicks. They got the dude. I don't care if they struggled with the Knicks last night. They are going to make the playoffs. They may be a low seed. I think they'll be the lowest seed. But that team is money in the bank making the playoffs. Bet oh, bet the mortgage. Bet your house. Bet the, that team is going to make the playoffs every single year. It's incredible. You got to give them props. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just got to give it up to them. So, the ninth, the ninth spot, I'm going to go with the Mavs. And they obviously have a great chance of making the playoffs. Ten Kings, 11 Pelicans. Pelicans would have a better chance, obviously, with Zion not being I hurt. Know, right. Um, right. And the rest of the teams, I mean, Memphis, blah. OKC, blah. Minnesota, blah. You know? Okay. So, um, that's my opinion. Christian, go ahead. One through it.
1: Right. Okay, well, I have the Clippers in one because, again, Kawhi Leonard... Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, Harold, Herald, and their entire team is just unbelievable. I think they'll definitely be the number one seed. I had nugget to the Nuggets at two because, again, the depth is unbelievable. And Michael Porter didn't play last night. Imagine if he comes back and he plays well. Holy crap. They have just a another of- guy. Right. I had the Jazz at three because I just still believe in them. I love the Jazz. I- they- their team is is gritty. They're, they're nasty, and they actually have some scoring to help out Spider Mitchell now with Bogdanovich. Um, I, think I think they'll be in the conference finals, in my opinion. Uh, you could come back in eight months and laugh at me when it doesn't happen, but that's my opinion. <laughs> the Lakers, I think, will be four. Um, the thing that stood out to me about that game, the Battle of L.A., is LeBron and Anthony Davis are amazing, but they have no depth. Even with Danny Green, even with these other guys, the if you're going to rely on Quinn Cook and and Troy Daniels to be your, your bench unit or your guys to be your two and three option, oh, my God. Even when Kuz comes back, what's Kuz going to average, like 15 or 16? And, and the Lakers, oh, my God, they have no depth. I, and and they're an injury away from, from this just being a, a torpedo going downhill. I don't trust Anthony Davis' health. Uh, and LeBron is also now 34. I don't trust their health, man. I have them at four. I, I think people are overhyping them as they usually do with the Lakers. They could be a team that can surprise, but to me, I, they, I don't see it. I really don't. I really, truly don't. I got the Blazers at five. I just think, again, they're one of those teams that does really well in the regular season, and they have a lot of depth, and and um, Nurkic is still injured, and when he comes back, it's going to help out a little bit. Um, But... but they're you're they they are a treadmill team, unfortunately. They're you know, they're like a second round the best. Yeah, they went to the conference finals last year, but that was just a the circumstance. They'll be they'll be in the playoffs, but they're not gonna really make noise unless Damian Lillard goes absolutely bash you crazy. I have the Rockets at six. I just think that honestly, you know, James Harden and Russell Westbrook will do regular season magic. But when the playoffs come around, as they usually do, they're gonna go ice cold and choke. Um, and yeah, I said it. So what? Uh, also, side note here: yeah, I've had people say that Russell Westbrook is better than Carmelo Anthony. Well, Carmelo Anthony actually took his team to conference finals, so you shut your mouth. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and
1: then, and then I got the Warriors at seven. I think Steph and Draymond will be enough to get them to the playoffs, and D'Angelo Russell. And then the Spurs are eight. I mean, I mean the Rosen is good enough. LaMarcus Aldridge is still a monster, at thirty-four. They had Dejounte Murray, who was playing an unbelievable last night, and he's going to be their franchise point guard. Which of course, the Spurs always have franchise players, and and uh, Forbes was shooting lights out last night. The Spurs, they they find players and make them money. It's unbelievable. If, if to, to say they're not going to be in the playoffs is crazy. They're going to be the eight seed, and then I think the Pelicans, the, the Mavericks, and the Kings will be fighting through nine through ten. But again, I don't trust Porzingis's health. If he is healthy. That could be a future tandem that could be extremely dominant, but we'll see if he can stay healthy for 82 games. And then, again, everybody else is kind of irrelevant to me. Even even the Kings, I think, are, they, they just gave Buddy Heel a big contract. They're about to give Bogdanovich a huge contract. What are they going to do about De'Aaron Fox? Is, are they going to give him a big contract? Because if I'm De'Aaron Fox, I'm going to be honest, I wouldn't want to be with the Kings. They suck. They're one of those teams that are never going to be good. I'm sorry. It's just not... They're not going to be good, but that's my one-through-eight, Nick.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I think seeing seeing so many people down on the Spurs, they're definitely not what they used to be. But, like,
1: it's pop, come on. Man. He, he, dude, Forbes, or this guy Forbes, it was shooting 40% from three last year. I had never heard of him. He hit like he had twenty points last night, man. They they find yeah. players, they find players, and their money. And when they go to other teams, they suck because it's the Spurs system. It's yeah, really remember thick.
0: Gary Neal? Remember when he dominated yeah. the finals? And what <laughs> happened to him after that?
1: Yeah, he was sucked. What about what about Simmons? Jonathan Simmons. What the hell his name was? He went
0: to a. Now yeah. he <laughs> stinks too. He's I think he's on Philly. He basically is, doesn't play. He literally didn't play any minutes last night.
1: Right out. Uh, you, listen, for all for all the hate that Pop gets, if he does get any, which I don't know why, the man is a genius. I mean, they've been to the playoffs 23 years in a row. That's the longest streak of any team in the NBA's history. You don't think they're going to make it for a 24th year? Are you yeah, kidding? Yeah, give me
0: a break. Until Pop is gone, I'm never betting against him. Never.
1: Exactly. No No way. They will be the 8th seed, and they'll probably win like 50 games of the eight seed, because that's how stacked the Western Conference is. It's unbelievable. It's crazy.
0: So now we do have some time, a little bit. Um, let's run through quickly our awards.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know what? You know what's crazy, Nick? I, I have some. I've changed some from the other podcasts we did that I didn't record, because I, I thought about it. I have some interesting takes but we'll see we'll see what you think.
0: <laughs> All right, go ahead. You go first then.
1: Gotcha. Okay, so MVP? I I, I will say Kyrie Irving is going to be the MVP cuz I just wow. think he's going to put up he, he's going to put up crazy numbers. I really think he is. I think he's going to put up insane numbers and if their team is like near the playoffs, they might give it to him. They they probably will. Um my rookie of the year, you know what? I'm going to say it's this is going to be tough. I'm not going to say RJ. He has a chance, but I forgot about Michael Porter. I think Michael Porter might be Rookie of the Year if, when he comes back. He,
0: that is a flaming hot take considering he didn't play last night.
1: Right, but, but I mean, remember, before his back injury, people thought he was going to be the number one pick. So if he sure. had all kind of produces, holy shit, he's going to be really good. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. going to be really good. I have him as Rookie of the Year. My sixth man is, is sweet Lou, Captain Lou Williams. Such a beast off the bench. My God. No doubt. Uh, defensive player of the year. Uh, it'll either be Rudy Gobert, or maybe Pascal Siakam. Um Coach of the Year. I'm gonna say Quinn Schneider. I think the Jazz are gonna be very good. And is there any other award I missed? MVP
0: sixth Coach. defensive.
1: Defensive I'll say Siakam. I think Siakam. My two takes were MVP and Rookie of the Year.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think Kyrie oh, and Michael Yeah. Go, oh, most improved been... player? Yeah. Most improved player. That's tough. Carl uh, Anthony Towns is the first person I thought of. Cause he just dropped 30 last night. Can he really well, I mean, He's lost?
0: always been a stud offensively. Yeah. Uh I, I know, know who I'm
1: gonna pick. Oh okay, okay. Uh, you know what? Most improved maybe Porzingis if he stays healthy? Possibly. He might be
0: comeback player of the year actually.
1: Do they have that award though?
0: I'm not sure they do actually. You I don't know think what? they
1: I'll do. I'll say Porzingis, because you know what he'll probably be back from his injury. That, that those are my awards. If those are my awards.
0: Alright. Uh so my MVP is James, I thought about it, I think it's, I'm gonna go with James Harden and here's the thing James Harden is just so money in the regular season that he and he should have won it arguably last year so yeah. I'm gonna go with him easy. Um, Coach of the year I thought Quinn Snyder first but then I I maybe I'm a little more down on the Jazz than I thought and you know my thought about it, so I'm not gonna go with Quinn Snyder. I I'm gonna go with Doc you know Doc is just. This is this is the team. This is his team, man. He, he, this is the team he's always really wanted. His best team since 2008 Celtics, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. More, excuse me, the 2009 Celtics, who would have won the title because they were even better than 2008 until Kevin Garnett got hurt. When it was described as day to day, and then he was out for the season. I'm not salty about that at all, as you can see. <laughs> um, uh, so my uh, sixth man of the year. I mean, can you really bet against Lou Williams? You can't, you know? There's just Maybe Fred no... Van
1: Fleet. Maybe. Ooh, you know, he,
0: he's, I had him pick for another award. He oh. was going to be my most improved. Oh, okay. I, I think he's going to be a freaking stud this year. I think he's going to be – he, he's not going to be an all-star, but he's going to be a complete stud. Um, Fred Van Fleet is probably number two. But number one, you can't bet against Lou. And also, Fred VanVleet started last night. Or a couple wow. nights later. So. But he's basically a six-man. Um, so, Coach of the Year, I went Doc. You know, six-man. Sweet Lou. Defensive Player of the Year, I'm going to go, I think, Siakam. You know, Pascal Siakam is... He is just such an elite defender. And he tries, like, every possession, which is insane. Uh, If not him, I said before, Giannis. I think Giannis would be a good choice, too. Either one of those, it's going to be close. And finally, so I got Defense Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, Rookie Rookie of the Year. Did my Rookie of the Year...
1: Are you going to go with Ja?
0: I... Hmm. Kendrick Nunn intrigues me, the undrafted guy for the Miami Heat, but I don't think he's going to be consistent enough. Um,
1: oh, with RJ, if the Knicks do make the playoffs, or no, I'm gonna go John Morant.
0: Let me tell you, I think RJ Barrett's gonna have better games, but I think he's gonna be inconsistent. So, give me John Morant. I I think John Morant being an everyday player helps. And listen, for most improved, I said Fred Van Fleet, he's a good one, but I think the other guys you can pick are, you know, are pretty, uh, are pretty standard, you know, easy picks. Is, um, Wow, I just had one on my head and it just went away. Good job. Jonathan Isaac is one. Um yeah. he, he he could have a big season for sure. Uh KP slash Luca for for sure. I mean Luca had a great rookie season, but this could be his breakout year. Um, I don't know. I mean, outside of that, maybe someone on the Kings like well, De'Aaron Fox was in the running last year. Maybe Marvin Bagley. He's another guy I can see. Um, maybe Kyle Kuzma, but Devin I doubt Booker. it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think that kind of does it for our awards. Uh, I think we both had the same title team. I mean, really, the game only confirmed it against the Lakers. Like the Clippers are just so much better, role player wise. Their defense is just so good. Like I said, Mo Harmless, A.K.A. Mo Harkless, pushing Anthony Davis around in the fourth quarter. You know Anthony Davis is an elite, elite, elite talent, but he he's too soft. You know he really is. I would have loved him on the C's without a doubt, but still.
1: But Nick, look, as I said, as I said when the Lakers made the trade for him, you're trading for a guy who, as the best player on his team, took his team only to the second round. You know, yes, he's super talented, but. He hasn't really proven anything. And to trade for him, yeah, with him and LeBron, it might be amazing, but you never know. He's he's also very injury
0: prone. Like it will be amazing, I think. It definitely will be. It was worth it for sure. But at the same time, again, the Clippers clearly are just so locked in defensively. Yeah. I mean, they are just so locked in. Every it, it's right. amazing like even when A D scored, right? And he made it look easy. And listen he, in the first half, he was definitely having his way, which I predicted. That, AD is the one guy on the Lakers that the Clippers are going to have major problems guarding. But when it got to the second half, him and LeBron just looked completely overwhelmed because Kawhi was shutting LeBron down. As he and, was, yeah. and so they put the pressure on Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis, as you said, does not respond well to pressure when he's the guy. And because of that, the Clippers pulled away it's really just a tough, really just a tough matchup for LA. They just, the right. Lakers, they just right. don't, it feels like they just don't have what it takes to beat the Clippers. The Clippers are right. just so locked. Like, it just, it, it blows my mind when I watch them, how locked in they are on every possession. And that actually allows Kawhi to take possessions off, in my opinion. Right. So, you know what's crazy? What? They are great
1: defensively, and Paul George is still not playing. Imagine exactly. they're up with... Imagine their, imagine their wing defense with Patrick Beverly, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard. Who's scoring on them? No one.
0: No one. And, and no you one want to know, why, you know what's a mistake, guys. too? We we need to mention this, too, about Philly. And I know they got Tobias Harris out of this, but I'm sorry. Giving up Shamit is a killer for them.
1: Oh, he's been, yeah, so, oh, my God, he's so underrated. Like, he was he was okay in the game against the Lakers, but, God damn.
0: Just he, he's, he's, he's like a more athletic J.J. Redick. He really yeah. is. He's like J.J. Yeah. Redick if he wasn't a complete sieve on defense. Right. Just it just an excellent get-by. And really, Mo Harkless, like I said, I, he was awesome in that game. Not just defending Anthony Davis. He hit a lot of clutch threes. I'm looking at the box score now. Um,
1: Even J. Michael Green. J. Michael
0: Green, in Rock, J. Michael Green hit the shot of the night. Because if you remember, the Lakers take a three-point lead off Dan- Danny Green. Looks like he's going to be it- awesome. But then again... He was great in the regular season for the Raptors, and then in the playoffs was atrocious.
1: So right. that's Danny Green's mo. It seems like he he's just cold in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and like I said, the Clippers bench is just absurd, outscoring them. What was it like, sixty to seventeen? Um, yeah. Mantras Harrell so- had seven. <laughs> Mantras Harrell had seventeen, and Sweet Lou, like you said, just absolutely dominant. I mean, the the Lakers just have no chance of stopping him. And so, like I said, it feels like the Lakers are a two-man team to an extent. You know, two great players. They're going to win a ton of games. But this is why so many people have them as a low seat, because they're relying so much on them. And the, the Clippers, you know, Kawhi, they were relying on Kawhi a lot in this game. But this is not going to happen later in the season when they have Paul George and they can rest Kawhi. You know, and they can just play Paul George in a locked-in defensive team. And right. Mohawks, like I said, four for seven, two for three from three. Just great performance, really. Defensively he was a plus, and he's a plus seven. Um
1: oh, man, though the craziest thing a, a lot not there's not really one player who can stop LeBron James or just stop his speed and momentum. But I yeah. did that again in the game. He he literally just took LeBron out of the game and I had never seen that in the in the in the eleven plus years of watching LeBron. There was not one human who was able to do that. But Kawhi literally just did that. He shut him out. And if you can do that against the Lakers, he's 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 there, he's the heart and soul of the Lakers. If you if you stop LeBron, you basically won the game. And as you saw, when Kawhi took the shit seriously, when he started guarding LeBron, the Lakers couldn't get a shot stuff.
0: And you know what too? Um, this will be the last note, I think, before we end it. Um one thing, one stat. Looking at the box score, that sticks out to me big time. Patrick Beverly was one for seven, zero oh for five from three, but he was a plus thirteen. That means that 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 makes a lot of sense. And really, the big point of the game when you know uh, I think it was Montrose Harrell missed a free throw, and then Beverly grabs the offensive rebound over LeBron. It just it, it just feels like after that, the Lakers they just don't have it. They don't and they're going to be relying so much on those two guys that I don't see how they can beat the Clippers. They might beat them once in the regular season, but it, it feels like after that game, like they just can't match the Lakers and I mean the Clippers' defensive intensity. They just look slow and old. The Clippers look fresh, young, you, you and can Mantras. Look and you know inch, what? The you know Lakers what?
1: bench is just terrible. Yes, Mont- sorry, Nick. Montrose Herald is a monster. Yeah, star. he
0: beats <laughs> a, Like, the Lakers bench, Jared Dudley was two for two. Jared Dudley's a minus 20, which is – I don't know how that's possible, but he was two for two. He actually shot way- – Troy Daniels was terrible. It felt like he played well, but I guess not. Um, Dwight Howard was terrible, shocker. Quinn Cook, like I said, Quinn Cook might be with the worst backup guard in the league. I, I hate his game. And Contavious – Katie's okay, Caldwell Pope more than anyone just got shit on, you know he played 27 minutes and didn't score. Like, it, it really is like yeah, like I said, it's it's just it's a, it's a scenario where they have two guys that are just freaking dominant, but outside of that, the rest of their team just can't match with the Clippers. And but
1: you, but you know what, Nick, honestly, this might be the last thing I'm gonna say. I, I think the Nuggets will probably beat the Lakers because there's no way in hell the Lakers can run with the Nuggets with that altitude and their depth. Are you kidding me? Yeah,
0: pretty much the Nuggets key to beating the Lakers is they have to survive their starters. And once the benches come in, they have to dominate. Yeah, it really is that simple.
1: It probably will, though. I mean, you saw how discussing their benches.
0: Yeah, I mean, going to Portland and winning on opening night, that's a big win. A lot of people are talking about that, but that's a big-time performance. By the uh, the Nuggets for sure. Uh, so I, I guess we'll end that here. Like I think after a few games we got a good in, good indicator of how this season you know could go. Um, again, I'm just hoping the Celtics don't shit the bed because that's just, you know that's not gonna be fun. No longer fun. I like I want this team to be fun. Last year was a fucking train wreck. So. <laughs> If anything, as long as we win, like, 48, 49 games, make the second round, you know what? I'll take it at this point. (laughs) So, I'm sure for the Knicks, just making the playoffs would be a thrill for you.
1: I mean, if they make the playoffs, I'll be happy. If they win 30 games, at least it's not 17. And um, as long as Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson and and R.J. Baird develop and play more, then I'll be all right. I'll be all right.
0: All right. (laughs) sounds good that'll be it for the bx basketball podcast i'm nick englander here with and okay thanks for listening